Study Article 44. This article will be studied during the week of December 25th through 31st. Explore every dimension of God's Word. Theme text. Comprehend fully what is the breadth and length and height and depth. Ephesians 3.18 Song 95. The Light Gets Brighter. Preview. Studying the Bible can be an enjoyable, rewarding, lifelong endeavor that draws us ever closer to our Heavenly Father. In this article, we will see how we can explore the breadth and length and height and depth of God's Word. Paragraphs 1 and 2 question, What is the best way to read and study the Bible? Illustrate. Imagine that you are deciding whether to buy a house. What would you want to see before you make your decision? Just a photo of the front of the house? No doubt you would want to see the house in person, so that you can walk around it, go inside to inspect all the rooms, and see it in all its dimensions. You might even like to examine the plans of the house to find out how it was built. Obviously, you would want to see your future home in all its aspects. We can do something similar when we read and study the Bible. One commentary likens the Bible's message to a vastly spacious building with its high towers and deep foundations. So then, how can we get familiar with all that is in the Bible? If you just read it quickly, you may learn only basic facts, the elementary things of the sacred pronouncements of God. Hebrews 5.12 Instead, as with the house, go inside to examine the rich details an excellent way to study the Bible is to see how the various parts of its message connect together. Endeavor to understand not only what truths you believe, but also why you believe them. Paragraph 3. Question. What did the Apostle Paul urge his fellow Christians to do, and why? To understand God's Word fully in all its dimensions— we must learn deep Bible truths. The Apostle Paul urged his Christian brothers and sisters to study God's Word diligently so that they could comprehend fully what is the breadth and length and height and depth of the truth. Then they would become further rooted and established in their faith. Ephesians three fourteen to 19 reads, for this reason I bend my knees to the Father, to whom every family in heaven and on earth owes its name. I pray that He may grant you through the abundance of His glory to be made mighty in the man you are inside, with power through His Spirit, and that through your faith you may have the Christ dwell in your hearts with love. May you be rooted and established on the foundation in order that with all the holy ones you may be thoroughly able to comprehend fully what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of the Christ, which surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness that God gives. We need to do the same. Let us see how we can explore God's Word to get a fuller picture of its rich meaning. 
Explore Deep Bible Truths. Paragraph 4, Question. What can we do to draw closer to Jehovah? Give examples. As Christians, we are not content with having only a superficial understanding of the Bible. With the help of God's Holy Spirit, we are eager to learn even the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Why not start a personal study project that will draw you closer to Jehovah? For example, you could explore how he demonstrated his love for his ancient servants and how that proves that he loves you too. You might examine Jehovah's arrangement for worship in Israel and how that compares with the Christian arrangement today. Or perhaps you could make an in-depth study of the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled during his life and ministry on earth. Paragraph 5, Question. Is there a subject that you would like to research as a personal study project? Some diligent students of the Bible were asked what deeper things they personally would like to examine in God's Word. Some of their responses are listed in the box, Subjects for Personal Study Projects. You can find a lot of joy in studying such subjects with the help of the Watchtower Publications Index or the Research Guide for Jehovah's Witnesses. Doing deep Bible study can strengthen your faith and help you find the knowledge of God. Proverbs 2, 4, and 5. Let us now focus on some deep Bible truths that we can explore. The following is supplementary information. Subjects for Personal Study Projects 1. How the theme of the Bible is developed from Genesis to Revelation. 2. A clearer understanding of the meaning of Jehovah's name. 3. How the covenants outlined in the scriptures relate to God's purpose. 4. The significance of the sacrifices that were required in the Mosaic Law. 5. The encouragement we get from the restoration prophecies of Isaiah. 6. How Jehovah uses His Holy Spirit to accomplish His will. 7. The similarities between the prophecies in the book of Daniel and the prophecies in the book of Revelation. Returning to the article. Ponder God's Purpose. Paragraph 6, Question A. What is the difference between a plan and a purpose? Question B. Why can it be said that Jehovah's purpose for man and the earth is eternal? Consider, for example, what the Bible says about God's purpose. There is a distinct difference between a plan and a purpose. A plan is like a specific and fixed route that can lead you to your chosen destination. However, the plan can fail when a roadblock appears along the route. A purpose focuses on the destination itself. We know exactly where we want to complete our journey, but the route is not set. It can be adjusted as needed. Thankfully, Jehovah has progressively revealed His eternal purpose in the Bible. See study note on Ephesians 3.11. One way or another, He always succeeds because He has made everything work for His purpose. Proverbs 16.4 And the results of what Jehovah does will endure forever. What is Jehovah's purpose, and what adjustments has he made in order to accomplish it? 
Paragraph 7, Question. After the first humans rebelled, how did Jehovah adjust the way he would achieve his purpose? God told the first humans what his purpose was for them. They were to be fruitful and become many, fill the earth and subdue it, and have in subjection every living creature on earth. Genesis 1.28 When Adam and Eve rebelled, causing sin to enter the human family, Jehovah's purpose was not thwarted. He adjusted the way it would be achieved. Immediately, he determined to set up a kingdom in heaven that would accomplish his original purpose for mankind and the earth. Matthew 25:34 reads, Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who have been blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the founding of the world. At his due time, Jehovah lovingly sent his firstborn son to the earth to teach people about the kingdom and to give his life to ransom us from sin and death. Then Jesus was resurrected back to heaven to rule as king of God's kingdom. But there is more to ponder about God's purpose. Paragraph 8, Question A. What is the theme of the Bible? Question B. As explained at Ephesians 1, 8-11, what is Jehovah's ultimate purpose? The main theme of the Bible is that Jehovah's name will be vindicated as he fulfills his purpose for the earth by means of his kingdom under Christ. Jehovah's purpose cannot be changed. He has guaranteed that he will carry it out with success. In time, the earth will be transformed into a paradise where perfect, righteous descendants of Adam and Eve will enjoy life forever. Psalm twenty-two, twenty-six. More than that, Jehovah has an even broader purpose in mind. His ultimate purpose is to unite all his intelligent creatures in heaven and on earth. Then, all those living will loyally submit to him as their sovereign. Ephesians 1, 8-11 reads, This undeserved kindness He caused to abound toward us in all wisdom and understanding by making known to us the sacred secret of His will. It is according to His good pleasure that He Himself purposed for an administration at the full limit of the appointed times to gather all things together in the Christ, the things in the heavens and the things on the earth. Yes, in Him with whom we are in union and were assigned as heirs, having been foreordained according to the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things as He decides according to His will. Are you not amazed at the beautiful way that Jehovah accomplishes His purpose? The cover picture for paragraph 8 shows angels in heaven and humans on a paradise earth joyfully praising Jehovah. The picture caption reads, Imagine the time when all intelligent creatures in heaven and on earth will be united in their loyalty to Jehovah. Contemplate your future. Paragraph 9, question. By reading the Bible, how far into the future can we see? Consider the prophecy that Jehovah stated in the Garden of Eden as recorded at Genesis 3.15. It pointed to events that would fulfill his purpose, but would not occur until thousands of years later. 
These events included producing Abraham's offspring, the lineage that would lead to the birth of the Christ. Then, in 33 CE, Jesus was struck in the heel as foretold. The final event of that prophecy, the crushing of Satan's head, is still over 1,000 years away. And the Bible reveals much more about what will occur as the enmity between Satan's system and Jehovah's organization comes to a climax. Paragraph 10, Question A. What future events are coming soon? Question B. How can we prepare our mind and heart? Think about these earth-shaking events that the Bible foretells. First, the nations will proclaim peace and security, 1 Thessalonians 5, 2, and 3. Instantly, the great tribulation will begin when the nations attack all false religion. After that, there may be a supernatural display of the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, Matthew 24, 30. Jesus will pronounce judgment on humankind, separating the sheep from the goats. Satan, though, will not be idle. In his hatred, he will incite a coalition of nations that the Bible calls Gog of the land of Magog to attack Jehovah's pure worshipers. At some point, the anointed remnant will be gathered to heaven to join Christ and his heavenly forces to fight the war of Armageddon, the finale of the Great Tribulation. The footnote reads, To learn how to prepare yourself for the earth-shaking events that are coming in the near future, see the book God's Kingdom Rules, page 230. Then, Christ's thousand-year reign over the earth will begin. Paragraph 11, question, What does the prospect of eternal life mean for you? Now take a long-range view of the future. The Bible says that our Creator has even put eternity in our heart. Ecclesiastes 3.11 Think what that means for you and your relationship with Jehovah. The book, Draw Close to Jehovah, page 319, piques our interest by stating, After having lived for hundreds, thousands, millions, even billions of years, we will know far more about Jehovah God than we do now. But we will still feel that there are countless wonderful things to be learned. Eternal life will be unimaginably rich and varied, and drawing closer to Jehovah will always be the most rewarding part of it. Meanwhile, as we continue studying God's Word, what else can we explore? The picture for paragraph 11 depicts a brother using the chart The Message of the Bible in Appendix B1 of the New World Translation to enhance his Bible reading. Then, in a picture collage, we see the brother in the New World petting a bear cub alongside the cub's mother and another cub. We then see him using a telescope to observe the countless stars in the night sky. The picture caption reads, How close will you feel to Jehovah after learning about him for billions of years? Gaze high into the heavens. Paragraph 12, question. How can we gaze high into the heavens? Give an example. 
God's Word gives us a glimpse of Jehovah's presence in the heights above, Isaiah 33.5. The Bible reveals amazing things about Jehovah and the heavenly part of His organization. For example, we can read about the awe-inspiring things that Ezekiel saw when the heavens were opened and he began to see visions of God, Ezekiel 1.1. Paragraph 13, Question. What do you appreciate about Jesus' role in the heavens, as explained at Hebrews 4.14-16? Think also about Jesus' role in the heavens as our reigning king and sympathetic high priest. Through him, we can approach God's throne of undeserved kindness in prayer and ask for mercy and help at the right time. Hebrews 4.14-16 reads, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold on to our public declaration of Him. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tested in all respects as we have, but without sin. Let us then approach the throne of undeserved kindness with freeness of speech, so that we may receive mercy and find undeserved kindness to help us at the right time. May we never let a day pass without reflecting on what Jehovah and Jesus have done and are doing for us from the heavens. Their love for us should touch our heart deeply and compel us to be zealous in our service and worship. Paragraph 14, Question. What is one of the best things we can do to show how much we appreciate Jehovah and Jesus. One of the best ways to show how much we appreciate our God and His Son is to endeavor to help others become witnesses of Jehovah and disciples of Jesus. This is what the Apostle Paul did out of gratitude for God and Christ. He knew that Jehovah's will is that all sorts of people should be saved and come to an accurate knowledge of truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. He worked very hard in his ministry to help as many people as he could so that he might by all possible means save some. 1 Corinthians 9, 22 and 23. The picture collage for paragraph 14 shows a sister using her smartphone to witness to a woman on a train. In the next scene, we see the sister and her husband and the woman and her husband Walk happily together in the new world. The picture caption reads, Imagine your joy in the new world, knowing that you helped others become witnesses of Jehovah and disciples of Jesus. Find delight in exploring God's Word. Paragraph 15, Question. According to Psalm 1, verse 2, what will make us happy? Appropriately, the psalmist described a happy, successful person as someone whose delight is in the law of Jehovah and who meditates on his law day and night. Psalm 1, 1 through 3, and footnote. Commenting on this scripture in his book, Studies in the Psalms, Bible translator Joseph Rotherham said that a person should take so much pleasure in divine guidance that he will look out for it, learn it, Linger over it. 
He added that a Bible reader could count every day lost in which he does not gain clearer insight into its wisdom. You can find delight in studying the Bible by taking in all that you can of its rich details and seeing how it all connects together. What a joy it is to explore every dimension of God's Word. Paragraph 16, Question. What will we discuss in the next article? The beautiful truths that Jehovah teaches us in His Word are not beyond our grasp. In the next article, we will consider one of the deeper truths Jehovah's great spiritual temple, which Paul described in his letter to the Hebrew Christians. May exploring that subject bring you great delight. How would you answer? What is Jehovah's ultimate purpose? What does the Bible tell us about our future? How can we gaze into the heavens? Song 94 Grateful for God's Word. End of article.